Hey friend, welcome to Filmmaker Freedom. This is a show for ambitious indie filmmakers who want to make work they're proud of, build audiences, cut out the middlemen, and earn a damn good living selling directly to their fans. My name is Rob Hardy, and I'm a filmmaker and marketing consultant who's worked with a number of brands and startups to help them connect with online audiences and grow their business. Though I'd initially given up on the idea of making a living with indie films, after years of working in the world of marketing, I saw that many of the strategies that worked for other types of companies could be applied to indie film, with a few tweaks, of course. So that's what these solo episodes of Filmmaker Freedom are, a living, breathing document of everything I've learned about marketing, entrepreneurship, creating work that resonates, and living a good life. And one last thing before we begin, I just want to thank my good friends over at Musicvine for sponsoring this show. Over the years, I've used just about every music licensing platform out there, and I can say without hesitation that Musicvine is at the very top of my list. The quality and uniqueness of the music are outstanding, the prices are reasonable, and the design and functionality of their website are second to none. It's just a pure pleasure to use. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. All right, now let's get into the practical lesson at the heart of today's episode. Hey friend, my name is Rob Hardy, and in addition to being an indie filmmaker, I'm a freelance copywriter and marketing consultant who's worked for a handful of startups as well as some of the bigger names in filmmaking education. Now, I'm going to go more into who I am later on, but I want to start with what you can expect from listening to the film printer. And I think the best place to start is with a story about a really disheartening conversation I had the other day. I met an indie filmmaker who I've actually looked up to for years, somebody who I thought kind of had it figured out, who was, who was a few steps ahead of me. So we went and got some beers and dinner at a little place here in Tucson. And what I learned was that he had spent seven years making his first feature film, and it was something that he cared really deeply about. It was a personal story and one that he felt he had to tell. And like a lot of us, he poured his heart and soul into this thing. And it, again, it took seven years. He went into debt to make it, maxed out some credit cards, called in all of his favors from family and friends, and all of that stuff that it takes to get a feature film made. Not only is he still in debt and paying off those credit cards years later, but when it came time to sell his film and try to actually do something with it, he made a grand total of like 200 bucks from this thing. And that's not even the disheartening part of this whole conversation I had with him. The, the part that really bummed me out was he no longer believes in being an indie filmmaker. He doesn't think it's possible to do it anymore and, and actually live the kind of good life that he wants. And frankly, I can't say I blame him. I've been in the indie filmmaking space for probably about 10 years now. And that story I just told you, my friend's story, is super, super common because even though it's cheaper and easier than ever before to make films, all the resources are at our fingertips now. You can do it on a phone. Um, and even though we've got the internet and this, this wide set of tools to be able to distribute our work and get it in front of audiences, even though we've got all those advantages these days, the dirty little secret is unless you're one of like a very small handful of like elite filmmakers, 
you're not making a living through indie film. And honestly, the people who are making a living as indie filmmakers, most of those people are, you know, consistently making films in like the five to $20 million budget range. And at that point, I'm honestly not sure it counts as independent film anymore, to be perfectly honest. The truth of the matter is that even the people who are seemingly successful as indie filmmakers, the people who make really kick-ass features, who go to festivals, win a bunch of awards, who end up getting distribution deals, or who successfully do the DIY distribution game, getting their stuff on iTunes and Amazon and all of these different outlets, even those people who seem to have it figured out, most of them, the vast majority of them, are not making a living, are not paying for their mortgage and putting food on the table with their film projects. Instead, most of them do commercial filmmaking, corporate filmmaking, they freelance, they work on other people's sets for a paycheck, or they teach or drive for Uber or have a day job in graphic design or marketing or whatever. In other words, even for many of the most successful indie filmmakers these days, the filmmaking part of their lives is rarely more than an expensive, time-consuming hobby. And that's the really, really sad, distressing truth about this. And once I came to terms with that realization about five years ago, I was also hopeless. Um, a lot like that friend that I got lunch with, I just didn't see the value in trying to build a career and a life as an indie filmmaker because it seemed like a hopeless endeavor. So because of that realization, I spent five years, the past five years of my life, um, working in the realm of direct marketing, doing content marketing, copywriting, um, specifically email copywriting, I've gotten quite good at. Um, and I've helped some pretty sizable brands and startups in the in the filmmaking space and in the creative space. Um, and my my specialty has really been helping them build audiences online, build relationships with those audiences, and then monetize those audiences with their digital products. That's how I've been buttering my bread, putting putting food on my own table. In that time, I also started my own site called Filmmaker Freedom. It used to be called Filmmaker's Process, but it's it's Filmmaker Freedom now. And I've essentially applied a lot of these same ideas to building my own audience. And through all of this time, I, I still had this mindset that, that filmmaking just wasn't a way to make a living. Sure, you could do it as a, as a hobby. You could pursue it not as a business, as something that you just did for, for fun and fulfillment. But I never had that that idea that it could be a business, that you could combine entrepreneurship and marketing and filmmaking in any kind of real way. And then I met Mike Dion. Now, you probably don't know Mike. He's not really a household name in the filmmaking community. But during Sundance 2017, he was putting out this, this series of videos about how he was distributing his own work and building audiences and all of this sort of stuff to cut out the middlemen. And I saw these videos and I was just sort of blown away because it was it was cool to me. And I when I saw that Mike was in Denver and I was living there at the time too, I reached out and we ended up getting coffee. And what he told me during that conversation has forever changed the way that I approach filmmaking and entrepreneurship. So what Mike told me is that for the past 10 or so years, he's been making his entire living off of I think three or four feature documentary films. No film festivals, no distribution deals know anything, just him, his audience, and people buying his work. And the crazy part about this that really blew my mind was that Mike's audience, the niche he goes after, is impossibly tiny. So his niche is what's called bike packing, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's essentially those people who will like ride their bike 
all the way across the continental US with nothing but what's on their back. So it's a mixture of like long distance endurance biking with um, backpacking. And he makes films for those people, for the people who are crazy passionate enough about bikepacking that it's part of their identity. So he tells stories of certain races and certain athletes and things like that. And he's been able to make his living with that. Now, at first, I thought it was cool, but maybe it was just a fluke. Maybe Mike got lucky and he just sort of fell into this. But the more I thought about it and the more I worked in marketing, the more I built my own audience, the more I started deconstructing what Mike did. And I I had this realization that what Mike was able to do is applicable to all of us if we're willing to put in the work. Because the truth is, what I do as a direct marketer and as a marketing consultant it's not very far removed from what it takes to make a living with your own independent films. Because at the end of the day, if you can identify an audience and make work that those people are going to truly care about, there's no reason that you can't make a living. Now, there are all sorts of things that complicate that equation, things that we're going to talk about throughout the course of this podcast. But it is possible. And once I had that realization, a whole new world opened up to me. And I've been exploring it for about the past two years now, really trying to figure out the nuances of how to make this work. And after working one-on-one with a handful of filmmakers to help them build audiences, and after building out an early version of my course that teaches this stuff, and walking a group of early students through it and helping them build audiences, I can honestly say that what you're about to learn on the Filmpreneur Show isn't just marketing theory anymore. It's stuff that really works in the real world, to help filmmakers make a living with their content and connect with audiences. So that's a little bit of context for how we got to where we are right now. And that brings me back to the question of what can you expect from this show? First and foremost, you're going to get some short, hands-on, practical episodes, no nonsense, no fluff. And the point of these is just to give you strategy, tactics, big ideas needed to build a niche audience, market to them, build relationships with them, And then earn a consistent living as you make films that serve that audience. And I'm going to teach you everything that I know about how to combine filmmaking and entrepreneurship and how to actually do marketing in a way that's honest and ethical. And then when you go to bed at night, you can feel good about the work that you've done because you haven't tricked anybody or done anything sleazy or tacky or anything like that. Instead, you've approached it from a place of service and giving people content that validates who they are and makes this crazy world a little bit more tolerable. But I'm going to be the first to tell you that I don't know everything. I'm not some kind of marketing guru or expert or any crap like that, honestly. In fact, I'm still a student at this stuff myself, and I will perpetually be a student, will be forever. And that's why in addition to these shorter, more practical episodes, I'm also going to do really good, meaty, long-form interviews with entrepreneurial filmmakers from all over the globe. And I'm not talking like 30, 45-minute interviews like you might find on a few other types of podcasts. Instead, we're going to go deep. We're going to talk for 90 minutes, two hours, two and a half hours, three, whatever it takes. And we're going to talk about the real shit. We're going to leave no stone unturned um, to really help you understand what it takes to make a living this way. Because... Frankly, there's been a real lack of transparency in the world of indie film business, indie film distribution. And the only way we can change that culture is by changing that culture and talking about what's working and what's not working. So when I do interviews with people on this show, you can expect that. You can expect the real 
honest to God truth about what it takes to make a living this way. And as much as I hope you enjoy these episodes and get a ton out of them, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't also for my edification, because frankly, I have been craving information like this and conversations like this, and I just am not finding them anywhere else. So, you know, it's uh, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and try to make it happen myself. So that's what you can expect from listening to The Film Printer. Short tactical episodes, long meaty interviews, all with the goal of helping you make a living with the films that you care most about, distributing directly to your fans, cutting out the middlemen, and living a, a good, fulfilled entrepreneurial life, making the art that you, you feel compelled to make. That's the overarching goal here. And that brings me to one more point that I want to make before we wrap this thing up, and that's to really hone in on who this podcast is for, because I can tell you up front that it's not for everybody. In fact, the filmpreneur way of doing things is, is pretty involved. It's a lot of work. And frankly, it's not going to resonate with the vast majority of the filmmaking community. And I know this because I've been talking to filmmakers for years about this stuff, and most people shrug it off. They're not interested in doing that level of work and becoming a marketer and an entrepreneur in addition to making films. It's a lot to ask. But there are a handful of people who just are not satisfied with the status quo, who are willing to try something different, who are willing to get outside of their comfort zone, who are willing to work for years on end to build a, a life for themselves that's outside of the ordinary of what other indie filmmakers experience. So if that sounds like what you want out of your life and you're willing to take responsibility, not just for making good films, but you're willing to take responsibility for the outcomes, for what happens once your films are done, and you're willing to do the hard but rewarding work of building an audience for not just months, but years on end. If you're willing to do all of that, then this podcast is for you. So here's my promise to you. I commit to show up every single week and give you at least one new episode. And I promise to do everything in my power to share what I know and make those few minutes that you spend on the film printer each week the most insightful, useful, practical things that you learn on a week-by-week -week basis. But more than that, I promise to continuously build up the Film Printer podcast and make it a cohesive body of work so that when future generations come and listen to this, it's all here. The entire system from A to Z without me holding anything back or making you join a paid course or anything like that. I want you to be able to take what you learn in this show and build a thriving life as a film printer. So that's my promise and my commitment to you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to revisit the ideas in today's episode, you can find the transcribed version as well as the full archive of shows over at filmfreedomshow.com. And while you're there, feel free to browse around the Filmmaker Freedom website and check out some of the other rad content, including the weekly newsletter. Every Sunday morning, I send out a variety of the most useful, inspiring, thought-provoking stories I've come across that week, as well as some other cool stuff. It'll help you build your skills, master your psychology, and keep up with this ever-changing business. So if you're ready for an email that you'll actually look forward to each week, just head over to filmfreedomshow.com newsletter. 
Also, if the ideas in this show resonate with you, you're a great candidate for Freedom Fighters, which is my private community just for entrepreneurial indie filmmakers. It's totally free to join, but there is an application process to get in. So if you're interested in surrounding yourself with a group of like-minded entrepreneurial filmmakers who will push you to succeed and help you grow, just go to filmfreedomshow.com slash community. And lastly, I'd just like to give one more shout out to my friends over at Music Vine for sponsoring this show. The groovy intro and outro music came straight from their library, of course, and there is loads more where that came from. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. Once again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode of Filmmaker Freedom. Peace. Peace.